my brother. What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Yes, yes. This is DJ Ski, and this is the Sports Card Strategy Show. You already know there is no off season. I'm Jeff Wilson, and I'm loving the content here on the Sports Card Strategy Show. There is no off season. Doing really well. Thanks for doing this. Happy to do it. All right. You ready to rock? Ready to go. What's up, everybody? I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. This is the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by Graybo's Sports Cards. Graybo's Sports Cards is a local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Ryan Fitz, and Duke Denny One-Time Dodson. They're located in the Arts District of Richmond, Virginia. Graybo's sports the best selection of raw and graded singles in the Mid-Atlantic and a wide variety of wax. Graybo's breaks on whatnot and or drip five nights a week. Listeners of Sports Card Strategy can receive a 10% discount from Graybo's on drip, whatnot, or their website at graybo's.co by entering the code STRATEGY2023. You can follow all of Graybo's news and updates on Instagram at graybo's underscore cards. Don't forget to get a free 30-day trial at nooffseason.com today to help you make money flipping sports cards, build your sports card investment portfolio, get unlimited advice from our experts, and take sports card school to navigate the hobby. That's nooffseason.com. Get your free 30-day trial today. All the data we use on the Sports Card Strategy Show is from MarketMoversApp.com. Use code NOOFFSEASON at MarketMoversApp.com to get 20% off for life after a free 14-day trial. All right, let's get to the Sports Card Strategy. Welcome to the NoOffSeason.com family and the Sports Card Strategy Show. We're here to help you make money flipping sports cards and build a collection that increases in value. Connor's still out golfing with his buddies, so I'm chilling here with one of my favorite breakout NFL wideouts for 2024, Atlanta's Drake London. This 2022, first off the line, Stars and Stripes, Drake London, NTRPA, out of 25, and this gorgeous Drake London 2022 absolute kaboom PSA 10, that is, my friends. I got a great deal on both, only 260 cash at a card show for the NTRPA, and 400 all-in on eBay for the rookie kaboom PSA 10. So you want to know how to buy the right card for the right player at the right time, and I am here to help you. On today's show, we will examine which 2023 Prism singles you should buy now and grade at PSA to make money in the late summer slash fall of 2024. We will look at 2023 Prism football hobby. Should you rip this? We will bring up a very interesting hack to help you find some underpriced baseball prospects. We're going to reveal my top underpriced baseball prospect. We've got relevant news from Panini on exclusive prospect signings, and we're going to dive in to the sports card strategies of Jeremy Lee of Sports Cards Live, including the expected impact of Connor Bedard's Young Guns, which comes out later this month. And of course, we're going to talk directly to members of our nooffseason.com family and answer your questions. But first, you all know what comes up. 
now. It is the live chat love. Let's get into it. Shane Graham, happy Monday. Justin Stewart, good afternoon. Luke Menchel, happy Monday. Golf card collector Mike Lacusta says, hey, Paul, great appearance on Sports Cards Live on Saturday. Thanks, Mike. I had a blast. Thanks to everyone who tuned in to Jeremy Lee's show, Sports Cards Live, on Saturday night. I had a blast. What a great guy. What a great audience for welcoming me in as a flipper. They're traditionally a collector audience. And man, I got a lot of love for collectors. They keep the hobby what it is. And we try to have fun. We try to help you have fun, help you make money, help you enjoy the hobby. And so it was well-received, I thought. I loved it. So thanks, Mike. Golf Card Collector, check him out on Instagram, The Golf Card Collector. He has a great podcast, Fondling Cardboard. Joe E, happy Monday. What's up, my man? Matt Rubin, let's get some money this week. Yeah, brother. Oh, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're all about, helping you make money. Adam Smith says, best part of my Monday for sure. Appreciate that, Adam. Bo Belcher in the house. Happy Monday. Who's your card guy in the house? Love you. Rob Bumbacow. Love the sound of that last name. Have no idea if I'm pronouncing it well, but he's my guy. Rob Bumbacow. Love you. Ron Blankenship in the house. Ronnie B. Okay. Okay. I see you, Ronnie B. One of our latest critics on the Discord, Ronnie B. But we love you. It's okay. We still love our critics. Actually, Ron's a big supporter. I kid. I kid. And, you know, criticism makes us better, I think. Um, so I'm not going to say keep the criticism coming. I would like the love. I'd prefer the love keep coming. I've heard enough criticism of late, but I've heard it and I'm bringing my A game, baby. So let's get into it. Remember, ask your questions in the live chat along with dropping your L's and your W's. We're going to answer and shout you out at the end of the show. We'll probably shout you out throughout the show because I love to do that. But definitely, I will be starring your comments and your questions in terms of your L's, W's, and specific questions for how you can make money flipping sports cards. Uh, I'm going to star them. For those of you listening on Apple and Spotify, uh, definitely you can DM me at Sports Card Strategy, your L's and W's and your questions, and I will shout them out on the show as well. Also, we'd love it if you subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. It helps us out a lot. We're putting out a lot of content on a daily, week, weekly basis. So please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast apps, drop a comment below at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. Also, you can join the Discord. Join the Discord that Ronnie B and Matt Rubin and many others have been very, very active on lately. We appreciate all of you. SportsCardStrategy.com is the URL you can type into your browser tab to get the quick link to our Discord. All right. Alan Ma in the house says, enjoyed your interview with Jeremy Lee on Sports Cards Live. Thank you so much. I, I really love the hobby. I really, I really love all of you, whether you're a collector, whether you're a flipper, whether you want to make money flipping or you want to flip to fund your PC, whether you want to just build a collection that increases in value. It's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. We just don't want you to make dumb decisions. So we put a lot of content together for you to do that. Gabe Davis, what is up? All right, here we go. Are you 
ready to start grading your cards, CGC Cards is the perfect place to slab your favorite football cards. From their crystal clear holders to their affordable pricing, CGC Cards is the perfect stop for your grading needs. So special thanks to our partner, CGC Cards. Check out nooffseason.com and click the banner ad for CGC Cards and get more details on their great grading service for PC protection starting at $12. This supports us. This supports CGC Cards. And of course, please know that I am grading my cards for flipping purposes only with PSA, but I am considering sending some of my lower dollar cards to CGC to try out their experience for myself. Sports Card School is a safe place for noobs, advanced flippers, and high rollers alike to learn how to navigate the hobby and ultimately build a collection that increases in value. Go to sportscardschool.com. Get a free 30-day trial at nooffseason.com today to start learning our guidelines, strategies, and plays to help you make money flipping sports cards to fund your PC and other things in your life. All right, guys, we got great news from Graybos. For those of you who are familiar with the Sports Card Strategy Show, you're familiar with Graybos Sports Cards, a local hobby shop in Richmond, Virginia. We love them. We love Duke, Denny One Time Dotson, Ryan Fitz, Gray Burnett, and their whole team. Shout out Cole and Seto. Graybos, listen to this, got a lot of support from the Sports Card Strategy Show family. Thank you to you all throughout January, specifically in the Fanatic Live Sprint. And they're going to have some very exciting news soon, everybody. Also, in other news, Grabo's found out that they are now the only direct buyer from Tops in Central Virginia. And as of March 1st, this will be happening just in time for their grand opening on their new location on March 23rd. I got to get to their new location, hopefully see... Evan Bell, my guy Evan Bell in Richmond, Virginia, and all of you, the rest of the nooffseason.com fam. Let's go, people. All right. So the question of the day, question of the day is, are you buying 2023 Prism Base Rookie Singles and grading at PSA? That's what I want to know. I want to know specifically, are you buying 2023 Prism Base Rookie Singles and grading at PSA? If you're listening on the podcast apps, DM me at Sports Card Strategy on IG. If you're watching on youtube.com slash Paul Hickey, please comment below, hit the like button, and subscribe to the channel. I want to know your answer. Because I always say only buy with a selling marker in mind and only buy the right cards for the right players at the right time. Here's the other thing. I also always recommend only buying into current rookie cards, cards for current rookies, right? But waiting until three to six months after a player's last rookie card has hit the market. This is a key guideline in our advanced flipping course at sportscardschool.com. So I'm kind of wondering, are you guys following this guideline or are you guys breaking the guideline now? It's good either way, people. It's good either way because guidelines by themselves in a vacuum cannot make you money. And guidelines are also made to be challenged and they're made to be broken because I dig into sports card flipping opportunities for several hours a day, several freaking hours a day. That's why you listen to this show. You listen to this show because I do the research for you. 
And I bring interesting topics up to the forefront for you to make money flipping sports cards. And one of the interesting topics I'm bringing up is, should you, are you, will you, should we, am I, buying 2023 Prism base rookie singles and grading at PSA? I want to know. Okay. Is there a sports card strategy to buy Prism base rookies from the recently released 2023 set and make money, even though technically it goes against one of my guidelines? So I did a little digging here. 2023 Prism QBs, you should buy singles of now and grade at PSA to make money in late summer, fall 2024. Here's the play from soup to nuts. Get ready. That's why you listen to the show. According to Market Movers, and you can get Market Movers if you want. You don't have to get Market Movers because I, I bring a lot of it to the forefront for you. But if you want Market Movers, you should use the promo code NOOFFSEASON at marketmoversapp.com. Save 20% after a free 14-day trial. Okay. Four of the top 20 overall cards in the entire sports card market in the last 14 days are 2023 Prism base raw rookies of Bryce Young, DJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Okay, the first three first round picks, top five picks in the 2023 NFL draft. And Will Levis, top of the second round, Tennessee Titans, top of the second round. All of these guys started games for their teams in 2023. Some fared better than others. It's no surprise, actually, that they're four of the top. 20 overall cards in the entire sports card market in the last 14 days because football's been hot and Prism just came out recently. And so again, while I say wait until three to six months after the last rookie release from a player's rookie season has hit the market, the reason I say that, we have to examine the reason I say that. The reason is because that's when the prices drop the most. However, when I look at the data, prices of these base prism singles have already dropped a reasonable amount. Now, let's get into it. What's up, Ryan Painter? What's up, Luke Menchel? Okay. Who to buy? Let, let's, just, let's just uncover this. First, I'm going to examine the data, and then I'm going to give you my punchline and takeaway. Let's start with Bryce Young, number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. 367 sales of his base, Prism, rookie, in the last 14 days. That's a lot of sales in 14 days. 367 sales. Average sale raw, $1.25. Now, to get that kind of price, you got to get in an auction because when you look at buy it nows, you're looking at between 5 to $8 with less than $2 shipping on average. Okay, let's go to CJ Stroud. 1.4K sales in the last 14 days. That's four times the amount nearly of Bryce Young, rightfully so. And he's $20 more expensive. Average sale raw, $21.29. So if you try to find auctions, you again, you should try to find auctions, but the bins, the buy it now, you can find them for between $20 and $40. So for as low as 20, high as 40, Average shipping cost is about $6 for the C.J. Strouds. For AR, Anthony Richardson, 613 sales in the last 14 days. Pretty popular guy. Almost twice as popular as Bryce Young. Trying to find 
auctions is the way to go. But for buy it now, actually, it's a pretty good deal for AR between seven and ten dollars and between only one and two dollars shipping. So that's pretty solid. Okay, Will Levis is the cheapest out of all of them. Not by much, because Bryce Young's pretty cheap, but Will Levis, 251 sales in the last 14 days, average raw sale, 99 cents. So you try to find those auctions, but the bins are between three and five dollars, between one and two dollars shipping. Okay, so this is a good exercise that we're about to go through here because. On one hand, we're completely breaking a guideline by going against the grain and buying into an extremely popular set of four cards here. But on the other hand, they are super cheap and we have to look at the soup to nuts play. I say, don't buy a card without a selling marker. We have a selling marker for these cards. We have a clear cut selling marker for these cards. It is between late August and early September no later than probably about week two of the 2024 NFL season, that's when you're going to sell these cards. You're going to do this to mitigate injury risk and maximize hype around these guys entering the season, entering their second season. Okay. Let's take a look at the historical data that brings me to this play. Okay. We're going to go back to the 2021 rookie class where there was a lot of quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, first-round picks, four first-round picks. You got four from 2023. All of them are first-round picks except Levis, but he's basically a first-round pick because he's at the top of the second round. You got four first-round picks in the 2021 NFL draft. Okay, a lot of hype. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know what was going to happen, so we're using historical data and pattern recognition to project what's going to happen with these four guys out of the 2023 class that I just mentioned, Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, taking player performance out of it, taking how they did in their rookie season out of it. Why? Because we already knew how Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance had fared in their rookie season when we bought into their 2022 Prism base cards and had them graded at PSA and then flipped them in late August, early September of 2022. It's the same timeline. It's just a different year. So we're going back and we're looking at Zach Wilson's Prism 2021 base in September 2022 in PSA 10. So this would be looking at maybe one of these other four, Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, right? Zach Wilson's PSA 10 sold for between $80 and $90 heading into that next season, Okay. The PSA 9 sold for 19. Trevor Lawrence's, much lower pop count, but still, Trevor Lawrence's Prism PSA 10 in the fall 2022 sold for $180, big time sales. PSA 9 still sold for 60. Justin Fields, fall 2022, Prism PSA 10 sold for $170. His PSA 9 still sold for 30. Trey Frickin' Lance, fall 2022, Prism PSA 10, $330, guys, on August 28th, okay? About one month later, September 18th, that card sold for $103. So you see the difference between the end of August hype cycle and the 
oh, now we know how they're doing in weeks one, two, and three in the NFL, actually. Fall flat on your face, but still sell for $103, a third of the price, but still sell for $103. The PSA 9 of that card, though, still sold for $31. My point is, if you make this a quick flip by the fall of 2024, you can profit consistently off of the PSA 9s, pretty solid, of Young, Stroud, Richardson, and Levis, not just the PSA 10s. You get PSA 10s, oh, you're rolling to the bank, brothers and sisters. You get PSA 9s, you're still fine. You're still making money. Okay? So, let's recap. What I'm not saying is that these are cards to buy and hold long-term. These cards will plummet in value after that window that I just described of late August, 2024, early September, 2024, they're going to plummet guys. But we've got this runway where even though it's a hot release and they're super liquid, we're in a pocket post Super Bowl heading into the NBA all-star break, heading into NHL playoffs, eventually heading into NBA playoffs, heading into what major league baseball season is like a month away from getting hyped the F up, okay? As these days get closer, these football cards will lose less and less GAFs, right? Given Fs, which makes it a great time to buy into these cards and you have a long runway to get them graded at PSA. You can easily scoop up 20 of these bad boys, submit them in a PSA Value bulk at $19 a card. Now you're about somewhere between $26 and $36 into a card, unless you're going for CJ Strouds, which I don't think you need to, by the way, because I think his will come down. Let's get into that. You can see this is a play because you can make money on the nines and you can make massive money on the tens. Then they're going to plummet. So this is a six-month play. This is a six to seven month play to acquire these cards. You got plenty of time to get them graded at PSA. Get as many as you want. You're going to make a ton of money on these. However, here's what not to do. Okay. I already said, don't hold them long-term. I said, don't hold them past September, 2024. Here's also what not to do. Don't get tricked by high shipping costs. You can win an auction or you can get a buy it now one off here, buy it now one off there. But if you get hit with like a $5 shipping cost, that's like in some cases more than the price of a card. So be very careful. Look at the shipping cost, which is published before you even bid on a card or before you even make an offer on a card. So make sure that you're looking at a shipping cost of like under $2 or in some cases, hopefully preferably under a dollar for these. Also, guys, please make sure you can tell that these are well-centered. Like, photos are super important. Don't buy listings or bid on listings where the edges of the card aren't fully seen. Make sure you can fully see the card in a photo and make sure they're well-centered. You can tell by eyeballing them. It's not that hard. I mean, if one edge of the card is clearly larger than the other edge of the card, it's not well-centered. And look at the backs, too. Fade, there's so many of these cards. Like, if you heard the numbers, like just 367 sales of the Bryce Young in the last 14 days, let alone, I didn't even go over listings. 
1,400 sales of the Stroud, 600 of the Richardson, almost 300 of the Levis. These are sales not even listing. So like there's a ridiculous amount, thousands of listings on eBay of these cards, okay? So make sure you can see the whole front and back of the card. Make sure that the photos are clear. Chances are they're probably not going to have edge wear. They're probably not going to have corner dings. They're probably not going to have surface scratches. They may have print lines. I don't know. The biggest issue of these new cards is going to be centering. So I think as long as you just make sure that the, that the top, bottom, left, right, back, top, bottom, back, left, right, centering, is solid. I think you're going to be in good shape buying a lot of these, right? And, you know, not just buying a lot, but buying lots. Get it? When you buy lots, lots, for those of you who don't understand this, and that's fine if you don't, because I'm probably not doing a good job describing it yet, but a lot, a singular lot of a Group is a grouping of cards. It's a grouping of cards. So a lot of times you'll see like a CJ Stroud lot. You'll see an Anthony Richardson lot. You'll see a Bryce Young, a Will Levis lot. Sometimes those lots don't always have like four base prisms or, you know, 20 base prisms or three base prisms. Sometimes it'll be like two base prisms and an, in, an insert, right? And that's fine. You know, just grade the inserts too, you know, if, if you need to. Or just include the inserts if it doesn't look like it's going to get a good grade. Include the inserts as a bonus gift card to a buyer in the future. Okay? So, I think buying lots is best. And I'm just going to add my two cents in terms of the players here. And this is my opinion because I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not a football scout. But I believe Anthony Richardson probably has the highest upside of all of these guys. Meaning... Not long-term. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not in the scouting business. I'm not talking about the best player long-term. I'm talking about who has the best upside at the selling marker. The selling marker being late August, early September, probably not past week two, definitely not past week four. I think it's Anthony Richardson. I think Anthony Richardson coming back from his shoulder surgery is going to get a lot of media coverage, not just because he's coming back from the shoulder surgery, but because he's an electric runner. He's an electric athlete. He's got a phenomenal arm. People are going to want updates on his arm. And there's no better way to get updates than social media during training camp, guys. Social media training camp buzz and hype is absolutely enormous. And I think Anthony Richards is going to get it. And you don't get injured really in training camp unless it's a non-contact freak injury like what happened to Teddy Bridgewater back in the day, which I wish upon no one. And I'm not ruling that out for any player, guys, but I'm just saying the likelihood of that is slim to none. And the likelihood of Anthony Richardson getting injured during the NFL season is pretty high. But the likelihood of him getting injured in training camp and in August preseason is pretty darn low. They're going to protect him. They're going to let him flash. They're going to let him get his confidence back but they're going to protect him. And that's why I think he has the highest upside because it's all about hype. It's the hype game here. So Anthony Richardson is my call in terms of the best one to buy. I think I've seen Bryce Young as a potential sleeper in this ilk as well because he's just so cheap. And I, and I think the narrative is that you don't want the number one pick overall in the draft to be a bust. 
I think that's the I think I think the narrative is that people want this guy to do well. I think the narrative is going to be that yeah, he sucked last year. But that means that his cards are cheap because he sucked last year. And so just you could get in and like I said, the, look at the names I mentioned earlier. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. Two of those guys still have hope. The other two probably don't. Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, they probably don't have any hope. So you're looking at two out of these four guys at least probably not having any long-term hope. But again, I don't care because Wilson and Lance sold for massive profits during the same window in their season that I'm talking about for Levis, Richardson, Young, and Stroud. Now, I think we all know, we would all agree that C.J. Stroud is the best long-term guy in this. But I think he's probably the one that I would fade out of these four. He's the most expensive. He's got the most hype around him. And I think you can wait till his prices come down even further to buy in. But I think the other three are at bargain basement prices, pretty safe to make a, I don't care how good of an NFL QB they are, quick flip, make some money. So that's where I'm at with these guys. Appreciate the comments in the live chat here from Matt Rubin, Mr. T, Rusty Emigart. What's up, Joe E? Uh, Blankenship, who's your card guy? Gabe Davis says Richardson is a beast. I agree. Let's go. All right. I see your questions, especially you, Mr. T, and I'm I'm starring you. We're going to get to you in the audience QA at the end of this show. So we're continuing to talk about Prism 2023 football. Now, I got a new segment on this show. I want to look at sealed wax. I want to look at sealed wax more. So I want to look at, should you rip this? Should you rip 2023 Prism football? We bought blasters with Andy Kaysen of the football card quest right here on the sports card strategy show a couple months ago. We bought blasters of this and I didn't rip any of them. I, wh what did I do? You're damn right. I mailed them in premium packs to the premium members of nooffseason.com after free 30-day trials were renewed, baby. So you might pay $225 a year for a free 30-day trial at nooffseason.com. That's $19 a month. That's cool. I think we're better than Netflix. I think you pay Netflix $19. Aren't you sick of Netflix? I mean, you pay Netflix $19 a month. And Netflix doesn't send you a box of free cards. Last time I checked, I'm a Netflix subscriber. Netflix does not send me a box of free cards, but I do. Nooffseason.com does to you guys. All right. Anyway, I know that's why that's not why you subscribe. You subscribe for the great information. But I sent my blaster boxes, packs from my blaster boxes to nooffseason.com subscribers for free. And then I decided, what else do I want to do for nooffseason.com subscribers for free? What I want to do is I want to do free box breaks of hobby boxes. Why do I want to do free box breaks of hobby boxes for you guys? I want to do it for you guys because, not because it's a gimmick, but because I want to understand if ripping wax truly is or isn't a sports card strategy. I've, I've long maintained on this show 
that ripping sealed wax is not a sports card strategy. The reason why I've maintained that, guys, is because in a vacuum, it's not. You know, when you compare it in a vacuum to buying a single, it's just not. It's just not. I'd rather go buy a color blast, Anthony Richardson, for for a thousand bucks or whatever it's going for, then 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 take a chance on getting one and maybe some silver prisms or an auto or a gold out of ten, whatever. Like it's just not gonna happen. It's just gambling, right? I mean, am I right or am I wrong? I wanna I wanna know in 2024. I wanna examine it with you guys. So that's what I'm gonna do. So we are launching a new segment on the sports card strategy show called Should You Rip This? And I'm kicking it off today and I'm letting you know that I think it's time we start doing a few things to break it down in 2024. I think first, we need to identify key releases and break down the complete checklists and data at nooffseason.com. I think we need to rip the same wax that we broke down at nooffseason.com on the show and give it away to premium members. So we're starting this week. So now I've purchased a box of 2023 Prism Football Hobby. I purchased it for $905. I won it in an auction, 10 bids. It ended Friday at 7.05 p.m. Central Time. I think it's a good price for this box. I think Prism, especially when you have a solid QB rookie class, and you even got, you got Bijan Robinson in here, right? I mean, you got some electric other skill position players in this box, potentially. You've got Prism. Two autos, 10 numbered prisms, four silver prisms, 24 rookies. That's great. There's 13, you got Puka Nakua. You got Jameer Gibbs. You got Sam Laporta. I mean, you got five inserts or parallels. Like this is a legit hobby box. So it's hard to look at this and go, well, buying this isn't a sports card strategy. I mean, I'd be a little naive and ignorant to just kind of completely rule this out, wouldn't I? And we, we've also talked about 2023 Bowman, Bowman draft baseball as being a great hobby box to rip, jumbo, et cetera, right? Like there's contenders, there's optic. There's other great releases throughout the year that I would be silly to just write off and fade. That's why Should You Rip This is happening. So we're going to look at this and we're going to determine whether or not ripping wax is a good sports card strategy. We're going to do it together throughout 2024. We're going to publish the results, breaking down the complete checklist and data at nooffseason.com. For premium members, we're going to talk about it on the Sports Card Strategy Show for free. Today, what we're doing is we're simply announcing the new content that's happening at nooffseason.com and on the Sports Card Strategy Show. And while we're breaking down the checklist at nooffseason.com, we're going to report back to you on the Sports Card Strategy Show as well. And when I get this box of 2023 Prism Football in hand, we're going to do a box break at youtube.com slash paulhickey. And premium members of the nooffseason.com family will get cards for free. Here's how that's going to work. If you want to enter the members-only 100% free giveaway bonus break, simply do the following. First, subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash paulhickey. That's pretty easy. 
second, comment on this video at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey with your two or three favorite NFL teams in order and include your nooffseason.com order number. So Mr. T, I'm guessing it's the Seahawks. Brian Steeler 714, I'm guessing it's the Steelers. Shane Graham, I'm guessing it's the Packers. Rusty Immigart, I'm guessing it's the Packers. But here we go. Then, that's not all. So you comment at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey on this video with your two or three favorite NFL teams in order. Include your nooffseason.com order number because this is for premium paid members. Follow at Sports Card Strategy on IG. Then email me screenshots of all the proof of the above actions to paul at nooffseason.com because we got a massive audience here, people, and I can't give away free cards to everybody out of Prism 2023 hobby, but I don't want to keep any of these myself. The reason I don't buy wax is A, it's gambling, and B, I don't want the cards. I don't. I'd rather just buy the singles. But I want to uncover the strategy behind the ripping of the wax. I want to understand, why are people doing this? Is it something we should do? So that's why we're doing Should You Rip This. That's why I am buying this wax, because I know what the end goal is. It's to give it away to all of you, premium members at nooffseason.com. And I realize most of you aren't, because this show is free. And I realize this is a bit of a hook to become a paid member, and that's fine. But I want to incentivize the, the guys who have already paid, the people who have already paid. So the first 32 people to do all of this will get entered into the free members-only break. The first 32 people to do all of this. So be one of the first. Have a paid account. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. Comment on this video with your two or three favorite NFL teams in order and include your nooffseason.com order number. Follow at Sports Card Strategy on IG. Just email me screenshots of all of them to paul at nooffseason.com. Be one of the first 32 to do that. Then the break will take place in a video at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey in the very near future, along with an overview of the 2023 Prism Football Analysis. Should you rip this? I'm excited to do this to uncover new ways of making money flipping sports cards with all of you moving forward, even if it means ripping some wax to uncover where more opportunities lie. So let's just look at the checklist here at Cardboard Connection real quick, just for S's and G's. I mean, what's in here, right? We got a lot of great action in the live chat right now. Let's take a look. Mr. T says, I bet 99% of boxes lose money. Uh, Steeler714 says ripping wax for profit is insane. You'll lose your ass. Now you can buy certain wax and hold in profit later, but that's pretty risky. Now, generally, like I've agreed, these are all things I've said. So I generally totally agree with Steeler714. Gabe Davis brings up a great point. Bowman U football is 150, and I don't mind ripping that, but that's my max for a rip. I love that. That's a great point. Jamar Evans says it's a little of both. In terms of the gamble and the strategy, Jordan Hewlett, new name, says, you are so right, but I love the gamble. Jordan Hewlett came in late. Who were the other four? Uh, I think we talked about we talked about Young, Stroud, Richardson, and Levis, and we talked we compared them to Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. 
Gabe Davis says, wouldn't mind ripping a blaster, but no way I would pay for a hobby box. Hickey quote of the month. I think we're better than Netflix. Agreed and love it, says Mr. T. Awesome. Netflix does have cult documentaries, though, says Matt Rubin. Dude, I love their cult. Doc I'm in the, the algorithm so deep on Netflix right now of like, like I don't watch King of Collectibles crap with Ken Golden. I just don't. I watch cult documentaries with you, Matt Rubin. I love it. Dude, I'm with you on that. Jamar Evans in the house. What's up, man? Joe E says, I ripped a hobby box of 2023 absolute before I found no offseason and before the price of the box went up to $750 a box. Not even close to making my money back on that. Yeah, dude, like, guys, I think you know where I'm going here. I lost my shirt several times in 2022 doing this. But I'm just trying to make sure that we're not missing any other opportunities here. So, and you got you got to like the should you rip this concept, right? Okay, so anyway, thanks for the comments in the live chat. Let's get in. Here's what's in this, right? I mentioned earlier that there's something like two autographs per box, 10 numbered prisms, four silver prisms, 24 rookies, five inserts or parallels. I also, a minute ago on this show, talked about a bunch of different base cards you could get and grade at PSA. So I'm wondering how many, like out of the out of the 24 guaranteed rookies that are in this hobby box, I'm wondering how many of the 24 are going to be the 13 that I think you could actually make money on and the four that I went over earlier in this episode that I really think you can make money on. So can you piece that together because this is prism? You've got the white knight prisms. It's a hobby only parallel. You've got hobby parallels, snakeskin, orange, blue wave, purple ice, hyper, red wave, purple prisms, blue ice, green scope, orange wave, purple power, navy camo, forest camo, gold prisms, gold vinyl, white knight, black finite. You've got the color blast. You've got manga, which I really like manga. I don't know how you got, drop a comment below at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey or DM me on Instagram at sports card strategy. Do you guys like manga? I think it's pretty cool. Hype? Is a carryover insets insert series? I'm not I'm not big on inserts. I'm big on the short prints. The short print color blasts and the mangas. All right, you got Prism Autograph. We know we've got Bijan and AR in here. You've got parallels to those. You've got Legends autographs, which I don't really care about too much. Um, we know you don't have a CJ Stroud auto, right? We know that's the case. So that's a bummer. That's actually going to be interesting to break this down further at nooffseason.com. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that breakdown. Thanks for all of the feedback in the live chat on should you rip this. I'm curious as to the people listening in the podcast apps after the live stream, what you think on should you rip this. DM me at SportsCardStrategy. Join the Discord at SportsCardStrategy.com. Or drop a comment below on this video at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. Again, if you're a premium member, I want you to do the following things to win free sports cards. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment on this video with your two or three favorite NFL teams in that order, in the order of their of favorites. Include nooffseason.com order number. Follow Sports Card Strategy on Instagram. Email me screenshots of proof of all of the above actions to paul at nooffseason.com. Be one of the first 32 people to do this and you're going to get in to the first free members-only break 2023 PRISM. Football.
Why should you subscribe to NoOffSeason.com's premium membership? Do you like the content on this show? Want more? A free 30-day trial membership at NoOffSeason.com gives you a Friday edition of the Sports Card Strategy Show called The Overflow Show. It's a premium podcast for members only every Friday, and you can ask an unlimited amount of questions to build your sports card investment portfolio, and I answer them for you. I put in the work, the research, and I do the analysis and give you the best possible answer so you can increase your chances of making money flipping sports cards. And if that's not enough reason to sign up for a free 30-day trial today, you get sports card school. You get tons of premium members-only articles. Sign up today at nooffseason.com. All right, let's get into how to find underpriced baseball prospects. I thought this was super interesting. Shout out to Big Bob's Cards on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's 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 baseball card season to me right now, guys. I'm hype about baseball card season. I think there's so many plays that we're going to make between now and April for baseball cards. And I think that many of us, especially those of you familiar with the Sports Card Strategy Show for the last year or so, are going to make a ton of money on our Jackson Holidays, our Jackson Cheerios, and our James Woods. So get hype for that, everybody. But... Big Bob's cards did something really cool because we need to know who's next, right? We're constantly updating our baseball card rankings at nooffseason.com and we, we need to know who's next. So Big Bob's cards did something really cool on X and one of, our, one of my Instagram followers uh, sent this to me. Big Bob's cards narrowed Baseball America's top 100 prospects list to only hitters who have not debuted, which is right up our alley, right? Sell at the call up and ranked them in order of their Baseball America rankings. What he then did was he put that against their ranking for the highest-priced Bowman Autos, and then he put them together with the difference. So, in theory, the highest Baseball America rank with the lowest price rank is going to be the highest-ranked player. And so, number one on Big Bob's Cards list is Kobe Mayo. Kobe Mayo came out as the number one guy on Big Bob's cards list. So, hey, here's an opportunity to make money on Kobe Mayo cards before they go up huge, according to Big Bob's cards. I don't disagree. I mean, Kobe Mayo, where's he at in our baseball card rankings? Hold on one second. Take a drink of water. Be right back. Flying solo, Jim Rome style, baby. All right, baseball card rankings. We just updated them. Kobe Mayo's top five still. I was going to say top five. I just wanted to make sure. Kobe Mayo's top five. So we've been on Kobe Mayo. I mean, we've definitely shouted out. We've, we've sung from the rooftops the praises of Jackson Holiday, Jackson Churio, James Wood, and Wyatt Langford more than Kobe Mayo. But we've talked about Kobe Mayo. We've had a lot of our astute premium members at nooffseason.com ask about him in the Overflow Show. He's number one, according to Big Bob's Cards. Baseball America's number 11th ranked prospect who hasn't debuted yet and priced 31st. So that's 20. That's a difference of 20. So he's number one. Here are some other guys. Dalton Rushing, Emmanuel Rodriguez, Jacob Wilson, Tyler Black, Samuel Basalo, Jet Williams, 
Carson Williams, Owen Casey, Adiel Amador, Matt Shaw, Colson Montgomery, and Roman Anthony. You've heard us talk a lot about Roman Anthony. We've talked about some of the other guys, but I gotta. This is where I disagree with Big Bob's cards. To me, if you spread yourself too thin on baseball prospects, you risk a couple of different things. First of all, you risk canceling yourself out because they can't all be wins from a sports card perspective. They're not going to all be wins. And this applies to every single sport, not just baseball. You can't go out and buy like 20 different basketball players from the same, you know, quote unquote class or even spread across a few different back to back to back NBA draft classes. You can't buy like 20 of them and win on all 20. You just can't. And I just named like 20 guys. So we have to narrow it down. You know, we, the, the two guys on this list that I think you can still make money on are Kobe Mayo and Roman Anthony. I think all the other guys risk prospect fatigue also, which was number two. Number two is prospect fatigue. When, when are they going to get called up? You know, I mean, some of them are even ranked against each other in their own franchise's prospect rankings. You, know, you got to look at stuff like that too. So you can't, even, even if these are guys that are underpriced, that doesn't mean that it's going to carry you through to a profit. Underpriced does not equal profit. Sometimes guys are underpriced because nobody wants them. Sometimes guys are underpriced because nobody knows who the hell they are. They're not liquid. So while I love this from Big Bob's cards, it's not, it's not a full baseball card strategy. And we've got the full baseball card strategy at nooffseason.com. And part of that full baseball card strategy is my top underpriced prospect. My top underpriced prospect. So let's get into that. Who is my top underpriced prospect now? I've talked about Jackson Holiday. I've talked about Jackson Churio. I've talked about James Wood a lot on the sports card strategy show. We were right about Ellie De La Cruz. We think we're going to be right about Jackson holiday, James Wood and Jackson Cheerio, by the way, text sports cards to one, eight, three, three, nine, nine, two, five, seven, two, seven. Text sports cards to one, eight, three, three, nine, nine, two, five, seven, two, seven. What happens when you do that is you get sell alerts. And so sell alerts are going to be very important coming up in the coming months so that we can help you maximize your returns and crystallize profits on Holiday, Cheerio, Wood, and others. Okay, but my top underpriced prospect comes from a show that we did on December 18th. We did a phenomenal show about how to make money on 2023 Bowman Draft. One name, Wyatt Langford, was the one we talked about focusing on from a single standpoint to flip at call-up. Langford is the sixth overall prospect on MLB.com with an expected call-up date of 2024. And I am licking my chops because we've done some digging on Langford's pricing of late. And it looks like an amazing pocket of time to snag his cards for a three to five month flip at call-up people. Langford's 2023 Bowman Draft Chrome First Prospect Auto, it's down 17% since we did our show on December 18th. This is good for everybody, even if you bought them back then. Why? Because 17% is not that much of a dip. It's held steady pretty much. But if you 
if you want to buy more or if you haven't bought Langford yet, you can get them for even cheaper. You can get them for about $55 less than you could have. So $55 is not going to kill you in the overall scheme of things because you're still going to make money if you've already bought him. But if you're looking to buy more, do it because there's $55 more worth of meat on the bone to buy in now. It is dipped, I believe, slightly dipped due to a few factors. One, lack of overall media attention for baseball due to the NFL playoffs, due to the Super Bowl, and due to NBA All-Star weekend approaching. This is go where they ain't, people. Go where they ain't. As soon as we get to mid-March, expect baseball prices to start to rise. So you've got about a month to go where they ain't. Snag this Langford card now. What's the card? It says 2023 Bowman Draft Chrome, first prospect auto, variations, all that stuff. Of course, you can go to nooffseason.com. Check out our baseball card rankings. It, they're now updated. Langford's in the top spot. Yes, that was a spoiler. Langford's in the top spot. Check them out. For more specific information on which Langford cards to buy, go to nooffseason.com this week. Check out our baseball card rankings. And even better than our baseball card rankings, I know that you're thinking, what could be better than your baseball card rankings? I'll tell you what. A new article debuting this week called Paul's Picks. That's right. Paul's Picks features my best card picks to buy each week. So go to nooffseason.com, check back every day this week until you see it. Paul's Picks. It's going to light it up, baby. Okay. Now let's talk about another subject that's been near and dear to my heart, and that has been buying Bowman University Chrome football cards, first prospect autos. Those are super underpriced, but you got to pick the right ones. So you got to dig in, listen to some overflow shows recently. This past Friday's overflow show unveiled two amazing sleepers. Like who's next? I've already said Shadur Sanders. You're welcome for that, by the way, because I've given away so much free advice on this show about buying Shadur Sanders. Anyone buying the right Shadur Sanders cards, Bowman Chrome first prospect autos out of 2023, you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to make a lot of money probably as early as this fall, but definitely if you wait until the 2025 NFL draft hype cycle. All right. So what's next? What's next in the world of buying college football prospects? I've talked about Bowman a lot. Let's talk about Panini because my guy Arch Manning's with Panini and I bought a lot of Arch Manning too. What's interesting about Panini is a guy named Julian Sayan. Probably don't know who he is, but let's talk about him. Julian Sayan is a five-star recruit who was rated as one of the top players nationally in the 2024 class. He entered the transfer portal after being at Alabama. He's now at Ohio State. So this was like a Nick Saban retirement, Kalen DeBoer, higher, and Saiyan's like, I'm out. I'm going to Ohio State. And guess what? Panini America has just announced an exclusive multi-year partnership with Julian Saiyan. Just Saiyan. One of the top high school quarterbacks in 2024, Saiyan's partnership with Panini will be the first NIL deal for the five-star prospect 
who recently announced his commitment to play for Ohio State University beginning next season. Panini's partnership with Saiyan includes autographed trading cards, and Saiyan will be featured in Panini's upcoming collegiate and NIL products, as well as a select group of marketing activations hosted by the company. He joins the likes of fellow 2024 QB and Nebraska commit Dylan Rayola. University of Texas quarterbacks Quinn Ewers and my guy Arch Manning. And weirdly enough, University of Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. and wide receiver wide receiver Rome Adunze. Rome Adunze, University of Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton, ne Nebraska volleyball star Lexi Rodriguez, who will not be part of our sports card strategy. And more as the newest member of the Panini NIL family. That is obviously read directly from a Panini America press release, as you can tell. But just saying, Julian saying could be somebody to monitor because he won't have Bowman Chrome firsts, which means like my guy, Arch Manning, his right cards will be rated prospect autos and possibly some other Panini releases. All right. You guys have heard enough of me talk, right? And I need to queue up some of your audience QA. So what we're going to get into now is an interview that I did with my guy, Jeremy Lee, exclusive to the Sports Card Strategy Show. Yes, I was on his show, Sports Cards Live, shout out, on Saturday night. One of the only reasons I would ever stay up until 11 p.m. local time on a Saturday night, because I'm an old man and I go to bed early. I get up early and research sports card data for you guys, so I have to go to bed early. But for Jeremy, I stayed up. But before that, we recorded this interview and it's fire. So check it out. I talked to Jeremy about his sports card strategies and the impact that Connor Bedard's young guns will have on the hockey card market. Let's go. Jeremy Lee, welcome to the sports card strategy show and the nooffseason.com family. I'm pumped you're here, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here with you. Tell us briefly about yourself, what you do, why you do it and your overall familiarity with the sports card hobby? Well, big question. I mean, I've been in the hobby my whole life, man. I say the hobby's a lifestyle. It's certainly mine. Started in 1980 as a youngster and, um, you know, took a very short, I couldn't even call it a break. I was just not as involved for the second half of the 90s, but I've been in this thing. My, I've been immersed in the hobby pretty much all the way through since I could read the back of a, of a baseball card or a hockey card um collected the whole way still collect and um in 2020 i started sports cards live which is you know live and interactive interviews on uh, on my youtube channel and i also work with several companies several like auction house companies and consignment companies and i i provide live auction coverage kind of marketing services if you will for for several companies that all started very organically and um but it's something that i do i love doing it and uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm you'll find me at the national, the sport card expos up in Canada. Um, I just love being around cards and the people that are that that are like minded. What percent collector and what percent flipper are you? Yeah, great question. I mean, I'm a I'm going to answer this differently. I'm a I'm a I'm 100 a collector because I've been collecting my whole life, and I I can look at a card certain cards and i'll get like these this weird reaction like a physiological reaction in my starts kind of in the you know the the depths of your gut it's like 
butterflies in a way, which is really weird to say over over the, these silly pieces of cardboard, but I, I love them. And um, so I'm 100% a collector, but I will, you know, I will buy collections in order to have traders and fill up a showcase at, at, the, at the card shows that I set up at. So I don't know if I could really divide the percentages because like emotionally, mentally, I'm 100% a collector, but I also do buy and sell cards. And sometimes I buy a card that I eventually sell that I didn't intend to sell. That's happened to me lately for personal reasons where I had to, I, I sold a bunch of, you know, a, a, a percentage of my collection that I was planning to sell in 25 years, but I had to sell prematurely for personal reasons. So, you know, you never know what life's going to hand you, but I'm going to try and answer your question the way you asked it. I'd say I'm probably 80% collector, 20% you know, buyer, seller, flipper. So our audience knows like I get my butterflies from the transactions. It sounds like you get your butterflies from the, the cards themselves, which is awesome. Do you get any butterflies from the transactions? Like, do you oh, enjoy the 20%? Uh, absolutely. I do. There's nothing I like more. Like I love my mail days, you know, I, but I also love being at a card show and just, like if I have a card that that is no longer gonna be in my personal collection, maybe I upgraded it, maybe I'm just fell in fell out of love with the card. I want to find a good home for my cards, uh, certain cards. If it's a card that I have an emotional attachment to, I I will basically qualify the buyer before I'm willing to sell them a card. If it's a card that I have an emotional attachment to, if it's a card I don't care about, I don't care who buys it, I'll sell it to you. But I do love the process. It's not so much the transaction that I love, like negotiating's fun. I love understanding why the buyer wants the card. Why what what kind of what kind of cards are already in your collection that this one is going to join? Is this a card that you are buying because you want to flip it three booths down? That's fine too. I'm happy to leave meat on the bone for people on cards that I'm, you know, have some some margin on. You know, I, I don't need to get every last ounce of, of meat off everything. Okay, so this next one might be a little bit outside of your normal everyday wheelhouse, but we have a favorite segment of our audience here called the 1K Budget Builder. So I want to ask you, if you had $1,000 to spend on cards that you believe will rise in value within a 12-month window, who would you buy? What cards would you buy? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go conservative because I don't approach the hobby that way but I've been lucky where I bought cards that have gone up in value. Um, you know, uh, gosh, a year. Oh, it's so hard to, it's tough because I don't buy a lot of active players, but it, to answer your question. So my, my approach would be more conservative. I'd, I would say buy the players who are really gonna, they can't go down in value because they can't get injured. They can't lose the big game. So I'm not going to say Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes because either of them, you don't know what's going to happen on Sunday yet. So I would I would always I would always advise people to buy the the players who are whose careers have been set, you know, who are maybe not going to go they may not double in 12 months, but they're going to go up 5% a year for the next 10 years or at least I think they would. So I mean I'm talking about guys like Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, even Tom Brady whose values have gone down recently, that might be an opportunity, you know, uh, LeBron James cards have just tanked in the last couple of years. Maybe that's an opportunity because 
He's about to be, he's, he's going to retire eventually. And then he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. So I'm a big fan of the goats. Love it. I like where your head's at with that, to be honest with you. So while our focus is to help people make money flipping sports cards, the reality is that most of our audience flips to fund their PC. Walk us through your process as a collector in terms of how you set goals as a collector and make purchasing decisions. Well, anytime I spend, an, anytime I buy a card with, and the amount of money is a lot. And, and I always say like, if it's significant, if it's a significant amount of money, I always consider, you know, the, the exit. I always consider what, what the investment potential is. My horizon, Paul, is, has always been when I'm 75 years old, I thought, I've always thought I'm going to build up this collection and when I'm 75, I'm going to tear it down. You know, that's been my plan. Now, I had to veer off my plan this past year to a degree. So um, when I, that's what I, that's my thought process when I buy a significant card. But I collect cards that I just love. And a lot of the cards I collect, I don't really care about the value of them because I'm not spending significant value on them. So my advice to people is, have and especially if I, want, if I were to add flipping into uh, as as sort of a third a, a third tier of what I do, collect car. I would I advise to enjoy the hobby. You need projects, so find a project that you can always turn to in the ups and downs of the hobby because it's going to keep you involved, going to keep you active, and you love the looks of those cards. That's one thing. The second thing is I used to. When I used to break product, I would if I would go into the card shop and spend five hundred dollars breaking, breaking wax and you know getting nothing really. I would then spend another five hundred dollars on something that I felt was a better investment. I tried to hedge my bets or at least balance things out that way. And then the other thing, like in your in your thousand dollar question before, the easy answer is buy whatever you can buy at the right price. If you can buy a collection from somebody and you're going to put in the work, you have to buy that at a discount because your time is valuable. I'm not I'm not looking to buy a, co a collection worth $50,000 for $45,000 to make five grand and putting in 600 hours of work or or 100 hours of work or even 50. Like my time is worth more than 20 bucks an hour to me. So I'm not looking to buy cards to make 20 bucks an hour. So if you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a collection, you can, if you have the opportunity. Sellers understand. If they're selling you, they don't want to do the work. That's why they're selling it all in bulk. So to me, the best way to make, one of the best ways to make money in the hobby is to buy large collections and 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 put in the work yourself. There is so much overlap between the mind and the thought process of flippers and collectors that I'm not surprised as to why that was an amazing answer and very valuable for our audience. Um, okay, so switching gears real real quick. You're a hockey guy. I want to ask you about Connor Bedard. His Young Guns rookie is coming out this month, I believe, in Upper Deck Series 2, correct? What impact will that have on the hockey card market? I mean, I think it's going to have a big one. This is the, probably the most highly anticipated card to come out in, in the hockey hobby since 2015 since Connor McDavid's rookie card young guns came out you know the young gun is kind of the every man's rookie card it's it's from upper decks flagship it's it's a commodity card it's going to be i've had so many people reach out to me in the past 6 months 
Paul, who aren't in the hobby. They haven't reached out to me since Connor McDavid came into the league nine years ago. And they're saying, what, where do I get a, a Connor Bedard rookie? I'm like, and I'm saying to them, well, first of all, wait, like don't buy it right away. Cause you're going to pay a lot for it right away. Cause that's how the hobby works, right? Recency bias, something that you, that you uh, believe that you are in tune with. So, I mean, he's got some cards out there already. They're, they're selling for a lot of money. I think they're selling for more than they're ever going to sell for in the future. My approach with rookies, and again, I'm not a prospector. So my approach is I always wait. I wait at least six months, maybe two years to buy cards for my collection of those players. But the but that's just me. The young gun, there's going to be a lot of people that want one. And you know, they're, what's going to happen is they're going to come out very high and then they're going to slowly come down in value over time. That's just what happens with, with, with young guns. So I would caution people. I would say, I wouldn't buy it right away, but that could backfire. What if he comes back from his injury in two weeks and lights it up? That card will just go up and up in value. But what's inevitable, Paul, is that he will get injured at some point over the next couple of years. And he will, like 95%, and he will take a few weeks off. And then you'll have a buying opportunity that will be the best opportunity since he since the card came out. We talk all the time about our guidelines, strategies, and plays at Sports Card School to make money. And one of my guidelines is don't buy a player's rookie card until at least three to six months after all of their releases have come out during their rookie season. So you just nailed that one. Like I said, cool. collectors and flippers overlapping. Love it. And Paul, okay. yeah. So I just want to say, this isn't like new for me. This is like, I've been keenly observing this hobby I mean, I had a card shop in the early 90s for three years. I've been, and I've been ever since the very first Beckett hockey guide came out, whatever year that was. And even earlier, I mean, I, you say I'm a hockey guy, but I collect baseball, basketball, football as well. And this is not a new phenomenon. It happens every year over and over and over again. It seems like people just don't learn. So it's good advice that your your guideline is, you can see you can save a lot of people a lot of grief if they can ad adopt that for their own behaviors early on all right so the next few questions are about your show sports cards live how do you challenge yourself to constantly stay fresh and bring value to your audience it's easy for me paul because i i don't have to worry about it's my guests i bring on a different guest you know i've done you it's funny you will be on my show on Saturday, which is maybe before this this show airs, you'll have been on. And this is, I think you're on with me. I think it's episode 215 or 216 of Sports Cards Live. Well, every episode has had, just about every episode has had a guest. And my guests bring the fresh perspectives. And my audience knows that they're going to get an entertaining episode because I bring on people that I think have a lot to say and have, you know, that that love the hobby so it's easy for me because my guests provide the the assortment they 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 really are what are who are providing a different feel each and every saturday night that's amazing so on sports cards live do you feel like you've had to switch up or experiment with the overall format or is it ha has it just happened naturally over the years the format has been pretty much the same since I start, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing when I first started. I went live for the very first time. It was April 16th, 2020. And I said, okay, this is Sports Cards Live. I'm a 40-year hobby veteran, and I'm going to use this channel to talk about the hobby. 
And then I and then I had my first guest two nights later, Carvin Chung, who is the the inventor of Exquisite and the Cup, and you know a legend in the hobby. He's been a friend of mine for a long time. He came on, and we had a great chat. I said I said, Hey, Carvin, I'm gonna I'm starting this YouTube channel. Do you want to come on? I'll interview you. He's like, Yeah, let's do it. So we did. And then after that episode, I'm like, I guess I need to find someone for my next show, and I did. And then what I learned is that this. First of all, StreamYard is very enabling, the the, the multi-stream platform that, that a lot of us are using. But the audience in my on my on my show, the audience is a key part of the show. And they know that. And they be they, as I say before every episode, really before I bring up my guests every episode, all right, let's get to it. And as always, your comments and your questions are in play. So let's get to tonight's show. And then I bring out the guest. And I mean that. Like I try to, I try to address as many comments as I can for my audience, as long as they're respectful, I will. Um, and I demand, I, I kind of, I, I, I say demand, it's such a strong word, but like I, I really expect my audience to be respectful of my guests, no matter if they agree or disagree with them. But, you know, I want my guests to be comfortable throughout. And so the format, I've experimented with a few things o- o- over the years, but at the end of the day, the simple, the simple answer is, yeah, it's a, it's a live and interactive uh, interview show. One of the things you just said made me think of something that I'm passionate about, which is I really love when people become content creators for the hobby. What advice would you give people who are just starting out and maybe wanting to dip their toe into the water of of creating content for the hobby? Yeah, it's easy answer for me. Um, you have to, number one, you have to be yourself and be authentic. The audience will see right through you if you're not authentic you have to have some passion i think you have to be able to uh really feel what you're talking you have to love this hobby i think or at least love your your angle you know you have to be passionate about it you have to be authentic you have to be entertaining i find like yeah you can be monotone the whole time and just like you know all right let's bring out our guest Paul Hickey, thank you for being here, Paul. Why do you like like that's going to put people to sleep? I think you have to be enter a bit of a bit entertaining. People want to be entertained, and then you have to have some subject matter expertise. You have to be able to like, what are you delivering? What what value are you bringing your audience? And 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 then overriding all of this is consistency. You have to be consistent because people will forget about you. I, I, you know, maybe consistency is a little bit overrated because you can take breaks and you can go on vacation and come back and a lot of your audience will still be there, but it's important to be consistent. And uh, of course, authentic, passionate, entertain and have subject matter expertise. Just start. Don't worry about being perfect. Just start and do it. And, uh, and then don't go walk back and watch your earliest episodes because you might cringe. I've never, I don't think I've watched my earliest episodes, but I will say disclaimer, if people go back and watch, like just be prepared to be horrified by how bad they were. So yeah, I, I love your advice, man. I love your advice. You, you totally nailed it. And I would encourage everybody in our audience, if you're thinking about, but first of all, you all are content creators, whether you realize it or not. If you're post, if you have an Instagram account or a social media account, you're creating content. I love what Jeremy said there. Thanks so much for joining us, man, on the, on the sports card strategy show here on the nooffseason.com sports card network. Thanks for having me, Paul. It's been fun. Great work there by my new friend, Jeremy Lee. Proud to have him as a friend. 
fellow content creator. Loved being on his show on Saturday night. Highly encourage all of you to go back and check that out at Sports Cards Live YouTube channel. Understanding why the buyer wants the card. That's the right card. That's the desirable card. He talked about that. Not being able to predict the future performance of players, right? We talk about that all the time. We don't care about the future performance of players as it relates to flipping. We care about hype-based performance markers that we know are going to happen. They're scheduled on the calendar. He talked about leaving meat on the bones, selling at the right time, and not trying to necessarily be the peak sale. So that's the mitigating risk part that we talk about in our flipping strategies all the time. So many, many, many similarities to the mindset between collectors and flippers. And while we might call ourselves different things and one might hold cards a lot longer than the other, we're all in this hobby together and I'm very excited to have friends like Jeremy Lee. Okay, special announcement. On February 23rd, Sports Card Strategy Show is disrupting whatnot yet again with another whatnot stream featuring singles only with Lefty, courtesy of our friends at Texas Roadshow Cards. Go to whatnot.sportscardstrategy.com to save $15 on your first whatnot purchase if you don't have a whatnot account yet. If you already have a whatnot account, go to nooffseason.com slash whatnot to follow us and join the stream. Special thanks to Cody and Chase at Texas Roadshow for putting this together with Lefty and I. We are very excited about it. I'm very excited about taking your questions and comments here in a second as we end our show with the audience QA segment. But first, why should you sign up for our one-on-one strategist package now? There's only one spot left for February. Email paul at nooffseason.com to lock it up now. Why? Because you get me helping you with your buying and selling strategy one-on-one for a full year. Email me for details on how that works. All right. We're about to round off the show with your comments and questions, starting with Shane Graham's W. Shane Graham's W was pulling a Wemby cracked ice out of a blaster and selling it over the weekend for $325. Already used part of that money and bought a Topps Chrome Update Shohei PSA 10 for $127. Shane, we talked about ripping wax earlier on this episode. Looks like you're ripping some wax. Look like you got lucky, my man. Congrats on the W. Joey W bought a retail jumbo pack of Prism football and pulled a red, white, and blue Anthony Richardson RC. All right, more ripping wax. Glad you guys are getting lucky ripping wax. I hope the Prism Hobby Box 2023 football that I bought for all of the premium member giveaways at nooffseason.com that I spoke about in this episode is as lucky as Shane and Joe were this past weekend. Ryan Painter in the house, W of the week, graded a cheap Shadur Sanders refractor, $6 card, graded it at SGC for $9, got a 10 and sold it for 70. The little card grind in effect. Congrats, Ryan Painter. There's a sports card strategy play executed to perfection by my guy, Ryan Painter. Love it. Keep them coming, Ryan. All right, now to some of the questions. Mr. T says, are any of these guys worth picking up on the cheap snipe? Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and Kenny Pickett. Yes. I believe I'm going to rank them in this order. 
And then I'm going to tell you, Mr. T, that there is a ton of premium content at nooffseason.com to go around related to our sleeper QB plays and cards to buy in our football card rankings and more articles to come on this very topic at nooffseason.com. So if you don't find something now, you'll definitely find something soon. I'm going to rank them in this order. Kyler Murray, Kenny Pickett, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones. I would fade Mac Jones right now, Mr. T, because I don't know what's going to happen with that guy. I think basically, I think Mac Jones is a fade for two reasons. Number one, we don't know if he's going to be a backup or a starter somewhere next year. And number two, when we do know if he's going to be a backup or a starter somewhere next year, I think his card market will be set. So I'm fading Mac Jones. I think Kyler Murray has a ton of upside. Specifically, I'm going to give, I'll, I'll drop a, a free nugget here at, in the show. His 2019 Kaboom, I believe is underpriced. You can get that in some auctions right now on eBay. His 2019 Kaboom in any grade or raw, there's a play there. And I believe the same for Kenny Pickett. But again, let me, let me clarify. I am not about player performance. I am not saying that these guys are going to have a great season in 2024. I'm saying they're underpriced, overlooked now. They have draft capital, and I think they have the right card. I think it's the right time to buy them, and they're the right player, at least for the moment, to sell during the hype cycle of late August, early September 2024. Daniel Jones... I would say has some upside as well because he's a former first round pick and he is locked in as the starter in a big market in New York. If you can get some deals on J Daniel Jones cards, I think he's a good play as well. Mr. T hopefully that helps. All right. Um, Joey says, what is the snipe dollar amount we should be looking at for that Wyatt Langford 2023 Bowman draft Chrome first prospect auto. I talked about early in the show. The answer Joe right now is between 280 and $320. All right, up next, Houdini's Cards and Comets. I'm rocking some, some Shakespearean alliteration with Paul's picks. He's about to teach an English class. All right, cool. Have a good one, Houdini's Cards and Comments. Check out Paul's picks. Phenomenal new article later this week at nooffseason.com for premium members. Joe E says, I've been thinking about selling a collection of... Uh, He's talking about, so the question here, Joey, is basically like, what do I do with all of my singles and cards that I've ripped that I don't want anymore? This is why I don't rip wax because I don't like, A, the gambling. I'd rather put my money in singles. And B, I don't know what to do with the cards. But let's answer your question. So considering selling them as collection starter boxes for $20 on eBay, targeting parents and looking to get their kids started, I think that's okay, but I think, Repackers have gotten a lot of grief recently for stuff like this. Um, but I would, what I would consider doing them is actually selling them to repackers, selling them to repackers. Mr. T also says, not a bad idea, Joey, to uh, go into some shops and dealers for their dollar boxes. So that's another idea. Bo Belcher says, um, for those that rip wax, what do we do with the bulk? Like if this was determined to be a strategy, how would you handle the piles of cards not worth anything you would unintentionally end up with? Uh, so I think I, I went in reverse order and probably already answered that question, Bo. So hit the 15 second rewind button on your podcast apps, everybody, and listen to what I just said for the answer to Bo's question. Barry Sif is going to try to 
jump in on the should you rip this giveaway of the 2023 Panini Prism football. Let's go. Let's go, Barry. I'll see you there, my man. Also, he says Super Bowl week was amazing. He's now off to Anaheim Burbank show. Would love to meet some of the sports card strategy show folks there along with Mr. T. Check out Barry Sif and Graybos there. Definitely want to give some love to Graybos. What's up to Craig's Cards 11? Saw you come in. Good to see you. Excited to see Craig's Cards 11. Speaking of card shows at the Nashville Card Show, the Nash Dashional. Connor and I are going to be set up next to Craig's Cards 11 at the Nash Dashional, March 8th through 10th. We would love to see any of you there. Sports card professor has a lot of love for Jeremy Lee and his new studio that he's moving into. Apparently I was the last guest in his old studio and Jeremy shared on that show that he bought a Wayne Gretzky gold medallion, PSA nine. He regraded it with tag as a 10. Yeah. I, he didn't share that on the show that I was on. Cause I definitely would have remembered that, but that is super cool. I've actually wondered about, Tag versus PSA. So thanks to the sports card professor for bringing that little tidbit to the show. Thanks so much for joining everybody. Brad Smith joined late. We had Jeremy Lee join. He says, thanks for having me on the show. Keep up the grind, my friend. I absolutely will. I love the grind, Jeremy. I love the grind, everybody. That's why I'm here for you. I'm going to continue to be here for you. Everybody have a great day. I'll see you again in 48 hours. Hit him with the outro. Let's go. Make money flipping sports cards. Thanks so much for being here with us on the Sports Card Strategy Show. To connect with us further, please subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash paulhickey. Please also give us a follow on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy and on X at No Offseason Card. We also have a Discord that you could join at sportscardstrategy.com. Everyone, I'm Paul Hickey. For the rest of us here at nooffseason.com, have a great day. We'll see you again soon.